Hey everyone, you're listening to Pop Chat, a new podcast devoted to all things pop culture. I'm Kate. And I'm Julia, and we're sisters who love all things entertainment. Today we're going to talk about our favorite TV show opening credits and the drama-filled Below Deck finale. We'll also be chatting about the super emotional Bachelorette finale and of course our hits and misses for the week. So stick around. Hey, Jay. Hello. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. I'm a little warm in this room, but, you know, whatever. Good. It's what it is. So are you excited for everything we're going to talk about today? I am because um, I only really know about like two of them. So because okay. I don't watch The Bachelorette. So I've just heard about it. Yeah. So I am a big fan Member. So I guess we're going to start by talking about The Bachelorette. <laughs> yes. Member of Bachelor Nation here. Oh, God. And you, of course... I do not watch. ...don't really want any part in it, but... I don't believe in, in that system. But hugeness happened this week. Yes. The finale. As I was told. We cannot not talk about it. So, this week, Bachelorette finale, Rachel chose or can we really say she chose her final person (laughs) more like she was left with no other options so she was like okay that's a lot of people's opinions i don't know i i just want to say i saw them on extra her and and that guy i don't even brian sure uh they seemed incredibly wooden to me okay very stage ready very fake well that is what a lot of people have had an issue with Brian about is that he's always been like so smooth, so calculated, mm. like always says like the exact right thing that could be turned into like a little like verbal snippet. Sound like bite. a little s- sound bite. Yeah. The official like, word for it is sound bite. Whatever. Um, yeah. So everyone has just been like. He's just a little bit too, like, polished, just a Mm. little, there's just something just off about it. And, you know, like, other people have felt more real, like Eric and Peter and Dean. I don't know any of those people, but just from what I saw of them, they looked very fake and very weird. And, like, they, I don't know, they just didn't seem like they were being normal. They yeah, seem like they're and putting on a show. You know what? Part of that could be like nobody really knows for sure how much Brian knew about the situation between her and Peter. Hmm. So I think we'd all like to believe that Rachel like took him aside shortly afterwards and was like, heads up, this is what it's going to be like. But you have to think that watching that back live that night and yeah. then having to go out and face it and then like the next day do all this press. That obviously there's going to be like some thoughts running through your head. You might have some unresolved feelings that you haven't had a chance to talk out. So maybe a certain part of it is like they are putting on a show. Like they're saying, let's just get through this next few days of press and interviews and then we can go home and just like hash this all out. But we have to just put on a brave face. Yeah. That could I be mean, part that, of it. That could be it. I think it's, uh, I don't think they're going to make it. I don't think they're going to make it either. I haven't and thought that any of the couples coming out of there for a while are going to make it. 
Like, I feel kind of bad saying that because I've really liked <clears throat> Rachel all season. I think she's been, like, a really great bachelorette. But then she showed her true colors. Well, yeah. So that's another thing. I've really liked her all season. And I've really liked Peter all season. I've liked her with Peter. And then last night, she just she just became – I don't want to say she became a different person because I don't think that's true. I think that – she just we, showed another side yeah, to herself. Yeah, that, that we saw a different side to her. And I'm not sure that I was a fan of that side. Like, Peter was obviously still upset, still really raw about the whole situation. And, you know, he came out. He faced her. He apologized for some of the things that were, like, off the cuff that he said. And instead of being gracious and, like, realizing, like, hey, Peter's sad right now. He's down. He – we broke up. He's still upset about it. And I'm instead, supposedly, super happy living my best life with Brian, engaged, thrilled. And instead of just, like, being happy and being gracious, I'm just going to, like, take some more stabs at him. And I was kind of like, I don't know. Like, I didn't think that was cool. And, like, I'm a big fan of Peter. So I was like, don't speak that way to my baby, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like she's a little bit immature emotionally. I don't know if she's immature emotionally. I just think that maybe she's still hurt. Maybe some pettiness. Yeah, like, but the only reason she'd have to be, like, petty like that i think is she's if petty she's still... because she's she wanted him but yeah. he wouldn't give her the ring so she had to choose brian and i think she's a little bitter about that yeah like the only thing is she's still upset she's yeah. still extremely like affected by it is the only explanation I mean, the way that it was explained to me that he said that he still wanted to be with her and he wanted to like but he just wasn't ready to be engaged like what's wrong with that What's wrong with, like, leaving the show and being... I mean, they've only known each other, what, two months? I think and there's nothing And she's been dating other that. people. But she's like, I need the ring. Like, because that guarantees something. How many people from this show have had a ring come out of it and broken up, like, three months later? Too many to count. Exactly. Exactly. So... Her whole thing is she wanted more of a guarantee, more of a commitment. And she thought that if... Going with Peter after the show and just being, like, dating and getting to know each other was, like, she's not going to ever see a marriage. And she thinks if she accepts a ring from Brian, they're definitely going to get yeah, married. But it which I matter. think is kind of a little bit naive on her part. Yeah, because it doesn't matter who gives you the ring if they're not the right person. Exactly. Like, wouldn't you rather choose the right person for you? I mean, it seems like she only cares about that rock. Yeah, that was the way it seemed. I mean, one of her first things when she was on Extra, she was like, I have the ring. And I was like, chill. Yeah. I don't know. There was just so much to me about that finale that was just, besides her being a little cold, whatever, to Peter and, you know, the really, like, emotional breakup they had. Like, you didn't watch it, but it was, like, hard to watch. Mm. And she also, like, made a point to go out of her way. To say, like, Peter, I don't think that this franchise is the right thing for you. Like, she said it multiple times. That's messy. Which is, like, 
to me and to a lot of other people that I saw were like saying things online, like that seemed like a blatant message. Well, she probably means it in a way maybe subconsciously that she's like this isn't right for you because she wants to go back to him well yeah so there's the thing of like why is she trying to say like i don't want peter as the next bachelor because she wants to break up with brian and she realizes she's made a mistake i don't know if that's necessarily bye brian i'm going to the person i should have chosen in the first place see this is what i think which is problematic for her is that when they broke up peter was like i'm going to Peter was basically like, you know where I am if things change. And basically, like, left the door open. Yeah. And now, after... I think that door shut. Yeah. Like, after what happened on Monday night. Deadbolt. After, like, the things she said to him, the way she treated him, the coldness. I'm just... I don't see... It being possible for them to, like, I mean, get back. there's a possibility that he could, like, forgive that. I mean, you never know with people, but should he? No. He should move on. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it seemed suspicious to me and other people that she would, like, not want to support him being The Bachelor if she's truly over him and, like, super happy with no, Brian. she's not. Yeah. So... I feel it's like she weird. 100% regrets her decision. And yeah, and I've heard stuff from other people. Like I've heard that she has said either that she doesn't want any of her top 4 to be the next bachelor or that she doesn't want anyone from her season to be the next bachelor. Like she's like freakishly like if I can't have them That's no one messy. can. Mm-mm. Which is kind of weird because yeah. like you're with Brian, like shouldn't you want these people to have a second chance at love like you did? Like, it's, no. it's kind of strange to me. And, like, I don't know. I thought she had a great season. I thought the finale was a little bit, like, the comparison to her season, like, not that good. The only part I really enjoyed was, like, the emotional breakup because that was the only part that was actually interesting. <laughs> Everything else was very, like, slow-moving and boring. Well, it was three hours. Like, it was. Why don't you cut that down? Well, their format was just, I mean, I'm sure some people liked it, but it was garbage to me. Hmm. Like, uh, you didn't watch, but normally they do, like, a two-hour finale where they go through the whole episode, you see, like, the rejection, then you see the proposal, and then there's the one hour after the final rose where everyone gets, like, carted out and, like, they talk to each other and work things through. So this season, instead of doing that, they decided to have her sit there on the couch and watch the episode with the studio audience as it aired and then, like, take little breaks from it to, like bring out Eric let's talk about you and Eric after you eliminate him in the first 30 minutes and then it's like then let's bring out or then let's watch your break with Peter then let's bring out Peter and then let's watch your engagement so it was very like weird like it was like you didn't have enough time to process Peter and her breakup with him because you just had seen the emotional breakup then you had Peter out on stage talking about it with her and then, like, five minutes later, it was like, okay, now you're engaged. Let's bring out Brian. <laughs> and right. it was, like, kind of awkward. Like, it wasn't a happy occasion. Like, mm. usually these things are happy regardless. Yeah. Like, because every time someone gets rejected and someone wins. Like, that happens every season. And it's always, like, for the most part, like, a happy event. And this one w- was very, like, somber almost. 
Hmm. I don't know if it was the format. I don't know what the deal was, but. Cool. Let's move on to something really more weird. interesting. <laughs> I mean, this is interesting, Julia. This is a hot topic for this week. I, I literally could not care in the slightest <laughs> about any of this. Okay. Well. But let's let's switch to Below Deck. Another finale of the week. Yes. Another reality finale that was very dramatic. We tried to watch it last night when it was on and our power went out. Made it halfway. Yeah. So we didn't get to watch it with everyone else. But I, I, I loved it. I loved this crew. I didn't think after watching the first season that I would find a crew that I liked. And that I, like, loved the drama as much. Because there were so many characters in the first season that I really liked. Honestly, after watching this season, I'm like, who was in the first season? <laughs> I mean, I feel like this was, like, a really good crew. I agree. And I, like, really want them to bring them back next year. Minus Adam, the chef, because I don't care for him. But I would love... And I know that you told me that they probably won't. But, like, I would love for them to bring back, like, a few of the people. I mean, they could bring back a few of them. I just think the chances of them bringing back the exact crew as yeah, it is I don't minus think that Adam is unlikely. But I do really want, like, I want Bugsy. I could take or leave her. I, I find Bugsy kind of funny. I like her. I yeah. like Hannah for the drama because she's always messy and she's yeah. always, like, going to stir stuff. I love Max there just because he stirs up the drama. He stirs up stuff, too. He's a little problematic, but he yeah. is the one to kind of be like... So, I just heard such and such I saying know. this. What do you think? And he's good eye candy. Yes. I think he is um, cute. I love Wes. Obviously, Wes is like a person I need to see on TV. Like, yeah. On at least one show a year. I loved Wes. Honestly, like I would love Wes, Max, Hannah, maybe Bobby. Sandy. Yeah. Oh, I love Sandy. Yeah. I would want Sandy, Sandy has to be back. Bobby, I could take or leave. Yeah. Adam, I don't want. Lauren, who is she? I don't want her. Bugsy, I could have, but I don't think she would get back on a boat with Hannah. No, I agree. Um, or if she did, you know, it would be straight that, up if crazy. It was, if Bugsy was Chief, was Chief Stew and Hannah was her second. Yeah, that would be wild. That would but never, ever, ever happen. No, because Hannah would be wouldn't wild. take a second Stew job. Yeah. But honestly, Malia... I've kind of had it with her. She's lying to everyone. Like, in the first episode, I was like, she's cute. She's so adorable. Like, I love her. I loved her and Wes together. I was yes. totally rooting for but it. And now I'm like, Wes, you could do like, better. She was, like, sneaking around, like, lying to everyone. Yeah. Leading everyone. I was like, girl, be honest. I also hate how in this episode, like, kind of everything came back at her. Like, all her lies caught up to her. All that stuff. And but she's still instead, trying to act squeaky clean. Exactly. And instead of just being like, you know what? You're right. You caught me. I was texting him. Blah, blah, blah. Like, fess up. We had a thing before. We hooked up. Instead, when Wes flat out asks her if anything happened between them before the boat, she's like, no, I didn't really like him that way. Blah, blah, blah whatever. And then it's like, you're lying. And worse, you're lying like straight to his face when he flat out asks you yeah like there's no way to misinterpret really exactly it was like did anything happen between you no like it's not as if she's just omitting like she's lying there it's messy i mean i feel like i don't know how they could watch this back and and still be friends or be with each other but honestly i feel like wes is so blinded by how much he's into her 
that he would. He would That's ignore true. it. Because he was saying stuff to Adam and about like, oh, I'm just going to go live my life. And if she wants to see me, then like she can come find me. Yeah. And I was like, good, Wes. Like you're standing up for yourself with her. Mm-hmm. And then 10 minutes later when he was saying goodbye to her, he was like, all I know is that Malia and I are a thing. And I just really like her a lot. So whatever. And I was like, Wes, mm-hmm. please, Mm-mm. please see through this. Honestly, get off that boat find some sense get some fresh air and see the truth yeah like spend some time away from her and see that like she's not all that she's not and he could he shouldn't have someone that is lying to him you can't he's even the one who's sitting in his little confessional being like you can't build a relationship with someone based on you know lies and and no trust it's like all she's been doing since day one is lying to you yeah and you can't know. trust her because when you ask her a question, she lies straight to your face. Yeah. Mm-mm. The West Malia Adam love triangle is a mess. Yeah. I'm excited. Total mess. I really want it to pop off next week. Oh, it reunion. will. The reunion is going to be crazy. I bet money they aren't still together. Yeah. The funny thing is, though, they'll be like, just friends. Like, Adam, by the end of it, she was like, I just, he's not the person I thought he was. Like, uh, he's whatever. But she still wants that attention from him. Yeah. She still she was wants like, to, like, oh, talk he to like, him. He, like, left without saying goodbye to me. Like, why do you want like, him to say goodbye to you? I thought you were done with him. Like, I thought you didn't like him. I don't know. She just wants the attention from him. Yeah. She wants him to still want her. Yeah. Because I think it'll make her feel good or something. I don't, I don't know. know. It was... Um, I don't very, know. Very, very weird. But... It was not know. the resolution I was hoping for, which was for Wes to be like, all you did was lie to me. I'm out. Yeah. I, I would have liked that more. In the end, though, I'm really happy that this love triangle happened and that it was like such a big story of the season because when the season started out, I loved Wes. Both of us yes. did. And I was like, in the first couple episodes, I was like a little worried. I was kind of like, Wes is great, but he's too squeaky clean yeah like he's perfect at his job so there obviously isn't going to be any drama of him like messing up at work and like Mm -hmm. having his job in jeopardy like he's such a nice guy he doesn't really like start fights with anybody it didn't look like and i was like if he doesn't make an impact on people then like he might not be asked back and i wanted to see him back already so I'm happy that he became like a major player this season yeah. so that hopefully next season. And he got good screen time. Yeah. He'll be like motivated to to come back. I hope so. I hope that a lot of them come back. But yeah. Who knows? Can we talk about what an awesome captain Sandy was? Yeah. I love Sandy. Like everything about her, the way she treated the crew, how she would let them like steer the boat and give them learning opportunities. Yeah. I love that. Was great. And on the other, um, on the original below deck, they have like one guy that's the captain. That's always the captain for like seasons one through four now. Mm-hmm. Like he's just always the captain. And I would love for that to be the case with this. Like I just yeah. want Captain Sandy to just be the captain all the time. I, I would too. I feel like she really has respect for people and she wants people to learn and grow and she wants people who are working for her or with her to leave the boat 
better than when they came on. Yeah. So she wants to give them those opportunities of like, let's have you dock the boat, like, or take it out of the dock and I'll help you. Like, yeah. I love that. And she's fair. Like when Adam messed up and wasn't cooking good enough, she sat down with him. She said, listen, you're on like. <laughs> wasn't cooking good enough. <laughs> she was like, listen, Adam, you are on thin ice. Like you need to wear your chef jacket you need to up your game. You need to cook super awesome because I yeah. am watching you. But there were and times, he got his act together. But there were times when I feel like he was manipulating her and she was like, okay. Yeah. But, but maybe that's just because I'm too savage time. and I'm like, fire him right now. Yeah. But see, she didn't have that luxury of just firing yeah. him and she finding a new She did say that chef. she wanted to fire him, but she, she did, but she him. couldn't. And so instead she told him, listen, you better get your act together. Like, this is your last chance and you know she said that she was going to give him another chance and he actually did turn it around and became a better chef probably for it yeah but I hated how like at the end of the season he was just like oh the reason that I was being crazy and whatever is like all because of Malia like he needs to own up to it like like, he was just blame her for the way that you're acting like yeah like, you can't blame her for putting onions in the person's soup when yeah. their preference sheet said no onions. Like, that wasn't something to do with Malia. That was your spite. The thing with him, I think, is that he's really immature. Yeah. And he just is like, he, he just needs to get his life together and grow up. Yeah, he needs to not, being... like, take everything so personally and lash out when things aren't the way he wants them to be. Yeah, and he needs to stop being so controlling and misogynistic and horrible. <laughs> you really did not like Adam this no, season. No, I didn't. Because you know what? Hooking up with Malia before you get on the boat, that's fine. Like, never did he say that they were exclusive, that they had any kind of thing. And the whole time that she was showing interest in Wes, he was like, I got to prove that that's mine. I got to put my stake in my, like, I had to claim her. Like, she's not your property. Like, if she wants to hook up with Wes or Bobby or Hannah or Sandy, she can do whatever she wants. <laughs> that like, is very true. you don't true. own her. Yeah. And so I was just so annoyed. Every single episode, he was like, I gotta I gotta prove that she's mine. And it's like, but she's not. She's her own person who can make her own decisions. Yeah. That was one thing in the finale that I liked about Wes is when he was talking to Adam, he was like, like obviously, I understand that me and Malia were never, like like an exclusive couple so obviously like it sucks that she was like with me and also interested in you but like I'm not mad at her because like that's within her right I think definitely out of all the guys who are on that boat Wes is the one who actually like sees women as equals yeah and isn't like thinking like oh I gotta like nail her down like yeah I gotta make her mine like He's like, I'm here and I like you. And if you like me, we should yeah. be together. But he's, he's also the only one who like appreciated her work ethic and her improvements as a deckhand. Yeah, like the whole season we were saying, like, she's better than Bobby and Max. She is. Like, obviously, Max was never going to become the lead deckhand. No. Like, that was just never a thing that was going to happen. Mm-mm. It's just not in his personality type, I don't think, right now in his life. Yeah. And Bobby has more experience, but he's also unreliable, I think, kind of. And he's not mature enough. Yeah. So I just kind of think, like, obviously Malia was the choice there. 
based on ability, based on whatever. I truly don't think that her promotion to lead deckhand had anything to do with the fact that he liked her. Yeah, I don't either. And I hated that Bobby and Max made it about that. Yeah. Because, like, I get it. They were hurt. But, like, she's more capable than them. Yeah. And it's annoying that, like, they refuse to see that. And instead they're like, oh, it's only because Wes really likes you. Yeah. And, like, wants to hook up with you. Yeah. So I liked that Wes could, like, see her for her work abilities and also like her as a person. Yeah, and that's because it her as an seems equal. like he's, like, not a bad guy. Yeah. Whereas Adam, I don't know what she was doing with him the whole time. You know, she she likes a bad boy, I guess. I don't Ugh. know. Ugh. I don't know. Anyways, it was, I thought, really good finale. I liked the, you know, drama with Bobby and the charter guest. Yeah, and Jerry, who yeah. was also disgusting. Yeah, I liked I liked how Bobby handled the situation with, like, going out and, like, being called out to Sandy um, by Jerry. Like, yeah. I liked how he was able to keep himself so, like, so put together for the guests and not, like, freak out. On yeah. anybody but his crewmates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought that was good of Bobby. I was surprised how he handled it. I thought he was he did a good job and it was lots of drama like I like. Yeah. I'm excited for the reunion and I'm also excited to see the next season. Hopefully they bring some good faces back. Yes. And the original show is coming back, I think, in September. Early September. So a few weeks. So I will not have to live without Below Deck for too long. So there'll be another another crew, another group. Should be fun. Maybe I can convince you to watch with me. I mean, if you like Med, then you should like the regular. It's literally the same thing, only in a different area of the world. I don't know. I have to like the crew. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say, like, watch the first episode. See if you like the people. Although, you I'm can't not really, taking on any new shows at the moment. You can't really judge by that because you didn't like this crew in the beginning. And they really grew on you. So, mm. just saying. Mm. Shall we move along to our next subject? Sure, 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 sure. Okay. So, because it's summer, because we don't have a lot of stuff going on, we've been trying to do some just general topics. So, we're going to do another one of those today. We're going to do our favorite TV show theme songs, opening credits, sequence, whatever you want to call them. So, do you want to start us off, Jay, and give us some of your opening credit favorites? Okay. Um, one of mine is Outlander. I really love the song, and I love the credits. Um, I don't really know what more to say other than I always, I love all the music on Outlander. I think it's really good. And I love the cinematography. Like, I, it's just a really good show. One that I've stopped watching, but a great show. But I've stopped watching because of my own laziness. Okay. Um, and then another one is Black Sails. I think it's on Stars as well. And they also have a really good... They have a really good song. I think the common theme in all of these is that I love the songs. Interesting. So I like... I don't know. I think it's mainly the songs that I enjoy, but I also like, like for Black Sails, it's like sort of an animation type thing and it's, uh, it's really cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Was, Cause I'm kind of more about like the visual effects of the opening sequence of like, 
how like cool and like intricate and like beautiful does it look paired with a nice song but for me like an opening credits can have a nice song or a bad song doesn't necessarily rule it out for me see i think for me like the song i'm like i really it sets the mood for me like it's very atmospheric and so i'm like definitely like i i'm getting in the zone yeah show and so like Another thing is Taboo, that show, Tom Hardy show. Which you've watched in a whole, in a week. Like, no, you burned through it here's the in thing. a few days. I was on my Tom Hardy binge. I'm still on my Tom Hardy binge. Um, I watched Taboo in 24 hours. That's scary. There's only eight episodes. But I watched it all. Loved it. I was really confused for some of it. Because it's not one of those shows that, like, has a lot of exposition and like says everything like there's a lot of things that are like implied or kind of hinted at and then but I loved in the last episode how everything came together I was like oh my god like yes I was living and I love the music in that show like I loved it and so like the theme song I I really loved but like even the music like, just when he's, like, walking down the street, like, it's all this, like, dark sort of, like, gritty kind of music. And I was like, yes, walk. Peaky Blinders-esque? Yeah. But it was, like, it wasn't, like, um, it was orchestral. Okay. But it was the same kind of vibe of, like, I just want, I just want everyone to watch this show so I can talk to them about it. Because nobody that I know watches this show. And I've literally been telling all of my friends i've asked you i need it's not on my list someone to watch this show it and no one will watch it and so i'm like Ugh. listen so i already I have, have a list about 30 to 50 shows long as my wait list and like 80 regular shows so, so it's I'm, not breaking into that list anytime so soon. i'm already like i finished watching it and now i'm re-watching because I wanted to see, because I was very confused the first time I watched it. There were a lot of things that I felt like I missed. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to watch again. And I I love it. I want to watch it all the time. Question. What does this have to do with the best opening credits? Because I like the opening credits. But we're talking about music. And I love the music in that show. But yeah, Taboo. Everyone should watch it. Um, what else did I have? Daredevil on netflix i love again the music but they also have a really cool like animation where everything's like bloody and like bleeding and like red and i'm like yes (laughs) so i really like it it's pretty cool so my other one my last one is american horror story like the first three seasons the first one really yeah the first one was like the first two maybe were like my fave faves and then the third one was also good but again, love the song. It really makes you wanna wanna move a bit. I found it to be creepy. Yeah, it is creepy, but like it sets the tone for the show. I couldn't even consider it a song. You were just playing it before we started recording. I was. And I was like, Ugh, this is like disturbing. Well, <clears throat> sorry. Um, it is disturbing because the show's disturbing. Like it sets the mood for the show. Yeah, but I don't get how you could be like, I just really love the song when it's like not even a song. It's like a bunch of random noises that were like creepy. No, it has that. So it does have stuff, but then it has like some glitchy stuff, but it's cool. I like it. 
You know what other song I like? The Sensate theme song. Well, that's a great transition because Sensate was on my list. Oh, was it? I actually didn't know that. Yeah, so Sensate is definitely one of my favorite opening credits. And, like, to their credit, they spent a fortune on it. So it should be great. Yeah. Oh. So that's a whole other topic that we can talk about right now, too, is, like, the opening title credit sequence is, like, a dying art. Yeah, a lot of, like, network shows don't have mm-hmm. it anymore. They just put, like, a title card up yeah. and are like, let's let's move along. In some ways, I prefer that. Yeah, so the question is, do you prefer that or do you still value a good opening title credit sequence? Like, do you think this is something that should be, like, just forget about it and move on? Or is it something you're like, I love it when a show has a good title credit? I don't know. You know, it could go both ways. I think sometimes... I think if they did have one, I'd want it to be, like, relatively short. But I think also, like, if it's a good one and they, like, have a good song and good visuals, then it's not going to bother me to watch it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to like it. I'm going to be jamming out to it. Yeah. But if it's, like, one that's bad, I'm going to be like, can we skip this? Yeah. My whole thing is, like, if it's not going to be super high quality, like, high theme, high budget. Yeah. Then what's the point? Like then just like slap a title card on yeah. and move along. If it's just going to be something stupid. Like we're at the point now where you can't really like do a title sequence that you haven't put a ton of money into and that you haven't like either done a lot for like 3D graphics. Yeah. Or like something with Outlander where it's like a really good song and a lot of like cool yeah. shots, you know? that like set the mood so i think it just depends you know because there are some shows where i'm like i could not imagine them having a a theme song or like an opening credit like which ones well i don't know you're putting me on the spot okay because i was gonna say there are two shows that i can think of right now off the top of my head that like have title sequences that i just think are so stupid okay go so scream queen season one was one of them. I don't Do you remember, remember that one mm-hmm. that they released like before the show came out because everyone was so hyped about the show. So they released the title credits and it was just a montage of all their actors screaming. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, this isn't good. Like, it's annoying. It's too long. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. two minutes long or something crazy. It was like, nobody needs a title credit sequence like this long. And it wasn't even very good or entertaining. Yeah. So I hated that one. And luckily for season two, I forget. I think they just cut it out completely. Maybe. That's my feeling. I don't really remember. But the other show is Orange is the New Black. I have Hmm. always hated that theme song. I don't remember it. I hate the song. And that's, for me, where it becomes like a song issue. Hmm. Like, if I don't like the song, and I guess you're right in that sense. If I don't like the song, then I probably won't like the theme music or the theme... um, The credits. Credits. But if I'm, like, indifferent towards the song and they have, like, cool visuals, then I could probably get on board with it. The key to a great opening credits sequence... Is the visuals for me, not the song. Is finding a song... And visuals that go so well together. It's like. And I think also that like that like set a mood for the show. Yeah. That's why I always think it's better when you have an original composition for um, for your credits. Like the ones that I really like 
like Outlander and Taboo and um, what's the other one I said? Daredevil. Black Sails. Black Sails. Like all those ones are ones that have songs that they either did the graphics to or that the song was like made for the graphics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not something that they were like looking for and then they were like, oh, okay, I'm just going to throw this one in there. Like it was made specifically for that and I think that's why it works so well because you can tell that it's like it's all part of the same theme that carries over into the show like the same songs the same instruments you can hear like with Taboo my number one favorite show (laughs) like the opening credits song like you can hear little versions of it in the show yeah and I'm like yes that's the opening song I know and I just love it. Like, I love when things connect like that. Yeah, that's nice. Like, I think the one thing, like, with the Orange is the New Black theme song, I feel like that song just does not, like, tie in with the with the show. Like, I feel like it just doesn't match the vibe yeah. of the show. I just don't like the song. It really grates me. And I, like, don't particularly think that the visuals are, like, that creative either. Mm-hmm. And it's really long. So luckily, things like Netflix are like, you can always like skip the intro if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Which is so nice. I wish that like every show that had one yeah. could could be like that because there are a lot of like bad ones or mediocre ones that I wouldn't want to watch if I'm binging like all the time. Yeah. But I think like the good thing is a lot of shows are just at the point now where they're getting rid of them yeah and you're just doing a title card which is nice so like it's usually only on like the the streaming the cable the high yeah Yeah. but or like mtv or like whatever that have the more high concept shows are the only ones really sticking with them but anyways back to my personal favorite these are ones that i could like watch every time i would never skip them so sensate obviously it's just that is one that you really know, like, that's one that ties in with the theme of the show. Like, yeah. the music is great, but also, like, the visuals. Like, sense is such a global show. It's, like, uniting all these people of different faiths and backgrounds and cultures and races and sexual orientations. And they're all just, like, connected. And I feel like the theme song just, like, shows all of that in, like, a minute or two. Yeah. Like, it just really gives you that vibe. It, like, puts you in the mood to watch this multicultural show, mm-hmm. right? So I I love that one. Um, I also really like um, a show called Flesh and Bone from last season. It was, like, a limited That's series. That ballet show, right? Yes. It was that ballet show. Super, super dark. I would highly recommend it to everybody just as a show, but, like carve out a lot of time for it because you won't be able to watch more than one or two episodes at a time um like really like probably just to spite you i will binge the whole show i swear to god it like i'm a binger you know that like that was honestly the darkest show i've ever watched and you know i watched a lot of dark shows like the darker the better dark shows like it is so messed up so dark dark. i guarantee you it's 10 times darker than taboo no. I mean, I've never seen Taboo, but, like... But you should. That's the point I'm trying to make. Okay, I'm just saying. Flesh and Bone, like, it'll mess you up. But anyways, so Flesh and Bone had a really gorgeous 
theme theme song and like credit sequence like just beautiful like first of all the music was really good Mm. i don't really like remember the music i more i just know it was good because i liked it but like the visuals of it were so good it was like all these dancers obviously and it was just very like high concept like beautiful looking it just looked nice i will dare say that seeing a good opening theme will make you want to watch the show yeah like i think with daredevil that was part of the reason why i started to watch the show was because i really liked the um the opening credits so i feel like if i see one and like people tell me like oh this place has like this one has this really great whatever like and i see it and i'm like yes then i'll want to um then i'll want to watch it yeah are you gonna watch the the opening credits i am eventually not right now because we're doing this i'm gonna look it up and show it to you after we're done recording anyways um so yeah flesh and bone was a really good one um i liked the night ofs a lot I liked. Yes, I actually forget what that one is. It was like I have to um, look that up too. It was very like black and white. Yeah. It was very dark, and it also kind of showed scenes that kind of foreshadowed parts of the show. So that was part of what I really liked about it. Is like if you paid attention in the opening credits, you could kind of like pick out certain like snapshots. Yeah. of the show so i thought that was cool um i also one that i really liked was series of unfortunate events have not watched that show i thought it was a perfectly fine show it wasn't really like as great as i was anticipating but a good enough show but what i was really liking is the opening credits because so the show is kind of like split up into two episodes per book So the theme song changed every two episodes to kind Mm. of like reflect the storyline. So it would kind of be like part recap, part theme song. So it would like, it was um, Neil Patrick Harris singing as Count Olaf. Oh gosh. (laughs) And like, it kind of was like one of those murder boards Hmm. with like the string and the whatever. Yeah. And it would like pop around to like this snapshot and it's like, go to live with their uncle and like it was like in singing version of like a recap of what happened and what was going to happen and I thought it was just really like creative and fun and funny Hmm. so I liked to listen to it to like get the recap but also to like have a good little laugh yeah because it was always like entertaining and it always changed it up so you couldn't just be like skip because you'd want to like see what the next chapter kind of was about um, and then my other favorite is good old show One Tree Hill. And that yeah. is like different than all the other ones to me because this is not like a high concept opening credits. No. This is like your standard from like, like early 2000s. Yeah. This is like your like standard, like old school, like what used to be the norm title yeah. credits. That was just, like, a catchy song over top of, like, flashes of the actors' faces <laughs> in scenes. Yeah. But, like, like... doing that little turnaround and look of, like, a smile. And then no. Like, there's no, always stuff mean, like, from the show. There I was, know, but yeah. I mean, they choose the scene from the show yeah. where they're, like, looking... Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Way. Like, there's always, like, these, like, two or three scenes. 
that they show that are like the best angles and like the best looks from the people and it's just like you're very standard yeah but the reason why i hold it as one of my favorites is because like there is no other theme song where like you could the play, nostalgia. yeah, where you like where like, you could play that song and it's just like instantly, I'm like right back in it. Like if I hear that song, it's like oh, One Tree Hill, like memories of sitting watching, binging whatever that show. Like hearing that song just takes me back. Like it's a song that's so closely tied to the show. It's like yeah. they're one and the same. You know, like when you have a show that's on so long that was just such a favorite of people, like obviously any song, any like title credits, like watching that back is just like memories. I just, I, I love it. Good for <laughs> there, you. There is my, there's my little gush about the One Tree Hill theme. Yeah. Theme but when music. I want to gush about Taboo, you're like, why, why are we talking about this? Um, the reason I did that was because we're moving into hits and misses. Are and we? I know for a fact that your hit was Taboo. And was. you were getting off topic of the Taboo theme song <laughs> and going into Taboo the show, which you have the opportunity to, to discuss right now. Yes. So, hits and misses. My hit is taboo obviously i have more than one i don't remember what i said the other one was though you said planet of the apes oh yes okay so we went and saw war for the planet of the apes um on the weekend we did and it was really good like it was surprising surprisingly good because i remember that seeing the first two like the remakes um that i liked them yeah we were saying before we went that that was a movie that we would see when it came came out dvd like, Not like I in wouldn't theater. see it in theaters because I don't think it's like worth that. But then when I was That's actually so sad, I know, but I mean, it's true. Like there are some movies that you're like, I'm going to go to the theater to see it. And there's some movies you're like, I'm going to wait for that to come out on DVD. Yeah. It's just the truth. And so like, I don't recall like not liking the first two, but I didn't love them in the sense of like, oh, I have to go to the theater and see it. Yeah. So we went and saw it and it was like. It came for me. Like, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I was, like, worried. Very emotional. Yeah, it was very emotional. But, like, in the beginning, when there was not a lot of dialogue, obviously, because the apes use sign language, um, like, I was like, oh, this is probably going to be, like, boring at parts. But it never really felt boring to me. Yeah. Like, it didn't, even when it went, like, 10 minutes and no one was saying anything and it was just, like, music. Like, it's still, like, it got me. Yeah. I was really, like, invested in all of the these characters. People. Yeah. yeah. Except I, for I all cried. the humans who I, I wanted to yeah. die. I mean, I cried multiple times. Yeah. Like, it was very emotional. And it feel, I feel like it really drew you in to that world and to these characters yeah. in a really great way. Because, obviously, like, for a lot of them, they don't speak. Like, Caesar's really the only one who speaks and that other guy at the end. And so... The other ones, it's really like facial expression and movement and whatever. And they got me. I was yeah. like really emotional, but it was really, uh, it was really good. Yeah. I love when I have like low expectations for something and then I go <laughs> and it's like blows my mind. Yeah. Like I love that. Like I was, was not I expecting to go into that movie and cry. Oh yeah. I was like, I cried. yeah. 
I thought for sure that my eyes would be leaving there dry. And I was like, we have to sit and wait a little longer so that I'm not walking out of this theater with tears. I was really shocked. Like I was crying, like not just one like stray tear, not just tearing up. I was was crying. crying. Um, But yeah, I hated all the humans in that. I wanted all the humans to die because they were terrible. But it was really good. I would recommend going and seeing it. Now let's talk about Taboo. Go for it. Some more. So I'm still on my Tom Hardy binge. I'm literally telling everyone I know, watch this show because it's really good. Like I hadn't even really seen. What's it about? Okay. So it's about, um, I'm going to try to explain it in a way that I don't give things away. Basically, there's this guy, James Delaney, who is played by Tom Hardy. And he has been in, it's in eight, it's the 1800s in London. Okay. And he. Strike one. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he has just been, um, he had been in Africa and all, all the people like his family and stuff had thought that he had died in this shipwreck. Um, but he was actually lived and he was fine. And then he comes back because his dad died. And that's the first episode. He comes back and his dad has this, um, has this treaty with um, a tribe in America because this is after the revolution and everything. And this is when America is still kind of at war with Britain and they're trying to, um, you know, divide the land between the United States and Canada to like make the border. Anyway, it's, I'm not making it sound as interesting as it is, but (laughs) basically he inherits Tom Hardy inherits this land from his father. um, This place called Nootka Sound which is this area right on like the end of um, on the end of the United States. And it's like really valuable because you, it's like a big open door to all this trade with China. And so everyone wants it. The East India Trading Company, the British Crown and the Americans. So he's kind of in the middle trying to play everyone off of each other. So that he can stay alive because all these people like want to kill him so that they can have the the land. Okay. And it's really good because like he's so cunning and like all the characters are really interesting and really like nuanced. And it's really like they don't give you everything. Like everything is really like it almost in a way goes unspoken. So you're kind of like always on the edge of your seat like trying to understand what's happening. And so... It's it's just really like it's gripping. And then in the last episode, the way that everything comes together, it just it kind of blew my mind a little bit. I was like, yes, like this is exactly what I kind of wanted. And so I was really I I felt like I was never like I never knew what was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like some okay. of those shows are so predictable. We were like, yeah. oh, this is going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Like it always kept me on my toes. And I was always like, oh, my God, I can't believe. And like the acting is really good. I love the music. Like I just think it's a really good show. And I hadn't heard anything about it really. And I just feel like it's really underrated. Okay. Well, where can it. where can people watch it? It's on FX. Okay. In the United States, in Ameri- in America, <laughs> in um, England slash the UK, it's on BBC, and there it's getting a second season, so I'm really happy about that. When does that come out? I don't know. I don't think they've started filming it yet. Um, I think they're gonna start filming it in because this last the first season just aired in January, and it ended in April, so I'm assuming that they're probably gonna film 
like this in the fall or something. Cool. But yeah, I'm I'm really uh I I'm a big fan of it. Like I'm watching it back and I'm just loving it. There's some like weird stuff in there too. Like there's like some supernatural like witchcraft kind of stuff and Yeah, that's what's keeping me away from it actually is because I saw some early things and it just looked weird. No, there's there's those are the those parts are small. Okay, cuz I think still... that the trailer like really played them up. Yeah, they're not as big as it. There's a lot of like like I'm shocked to find out what it's about intrigue. by you. Like how you're explaining it's a lot of like political intrigue and stuff. So like hearing what you have just told me about what the show is about. Yes. And like, oh, it's about this land and this well, I trade deal I and stuff like it. that as best I could no but like hearing you say all of that stuff like from when I saw the trailer like way back when whenever that was I would like never guess that that show like actually had a coherent plot (laughs) it actually does and it's actually a very intricate plot where like a lot of people are wearing a lot of hats like it's I'm I don't think I ever saw people are wearing a lot of hats well actually (laughs) to be fair people are wearing hats very tall hats um but no it's really interesting and I never saw the trailer so I don't know what it was like marketed as but I'm gonna show you that after this it's actually like it's really it's really interesting and it's like there's a lot of political stuff and a lot of like sleuthing around and like trying to get the better of like everyone it's just really interesting like I'm not explaining it as well as I could but it's really gripping and it's really interesting and I would suggest everyone to like give it like two episodes and you'll be sucked in okay well how about if any of our listeners watch the show please talk to me because I really want to talk to someone about it she she's feeling really lonely I really am I've been trying to get she every, has I've no one literally I I'm she's genuinely. literally feeling the way that I feel about every single show that I watch that <laughs> no one watches with me and I have no one to talk about it with. I've been I've been telling all my friends to watch it and all of them are like oh I don't like shows that are so far in the past, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, somebody needs to watch this show well, that's and like talk me. to me about it right now. That's a perfect transition so into one of my hits. So if you watch Taboo <laughs> and you want to talk to me about it, please, please, popchat underscore podcast on Twitter, please. Okay. Well, you were just talking about how nobody likes the historical drama. I do. Well, whatever. You said none of your friends like it. And you yes. know what? I used to be one of those people. You know, I don't like anything historical, movies, TV, whatever. Not into it. Not anything to do with history. I'm just like, I'm not into seeing shows that or movies that take place in any time, like past where we are now or in the future. Like, I'm just, I'm not into the history. The history. The story. I'm going to say the history. (laughs) I've never heard that pronunciation before. Or the historical kind of aspect of stuff like that. But... I did find and start binging a show this week called Turn, Washington Spies. And were you kind of like shocked that I started watching this show? I I don't even, I still to this day do not know what this show is. All I know is that. But you've I seen came, me watching it. I came in and I saw you watching the show and I asked you, what are you watching? And you're like, Turn, Washington Spies. And I was like, what is that? I don't know. 
and then you never answered me. I did answer and you. And you just kept watching it and watching it. And so I've seen you watch it, but I don't still to this day. Okay. No idea what it is. But were you surprised to see me watching a Revolutionary War era TV show? No. Interesting. I don't know why. It just didn't cross my mind. Okay. More of mine was like, where did you find this show? What well, network is this been, on? Well, you know, mom said the same thing. But I think it's on, like, AMC or A&E, oh, like, okay. one of those A networks. Um, it's on Netflix. That's where I'm watching it now. I'm binging it. Um, but it's basically, like, it's a Revolutionary War show about this person who lives in this, like, British loyalist, like, British-run town. So you'll watch a Revolutionary War show, but you won't watch my show that is actually closer to this date than the Revolutionary See, War. I just don't want to watch Taboo because, like I said, the trailer looked weird. But I'm telling you, it's not weird. Well, I'll think about it. Um, I just but anyways, need someone to talk to me about it. So it's this show. He lives in like a British-run area of New York. Um, and basically he gets kind of like recruited by some old friends of his that are on the American side to be kind of um, like a spy to like look out for anything and like pass information along because his dad like lives with the British major or the British major lives with his dad who's like the judge of the town so his dad is like very much a loyalist same with a lot of people in town but him along with um, the woman he used to be engaged with um, not anymore he has a new family now but they kind of like become a duo like a spying duo and like she puts out the like puts out like the flag it's not really a flag but like sends sends the message that he wants to meet and then he like passes on information so it's a uh, kind of an interesting show i like the cast a lot jamie bell is the star mm. i really like jamie bell so yeah he's good yeah he's so- better than jamie bell though tom hardy yes <laughs> okay well <laughs> anyways that's been a show i've like i've really gotten into it i'm like a season and a half in and i really liked it and my other hits for the week last week i said i was gonna try to start watching these two new shows that i was interested in and i did so i'm proud of myself for that yeah i started watching will and i like burned through that real, real quick i'm on like episode six or seven now Oh. Um, I really like it. It's different than what I expected. It's a little bit more like serious. Hmm. But all in all, I find it to be like a very engaging, like colorful show. Very, uh, very interesting. A lot more romance than I was expecting. So I like that. Um, yeah, it's a good show. It's, uh, you know, again, another one that's like a historical show. So I'm, like, shocking myself this week. Like, maybe I do like these things. I'm done with you at this point. <laughs> Literally, um, the one time I want you to watch a historical show with me, and you're watching every other historical show but that. I'm sorry. I'll consider it. All right. And my other one was Midnight Texas, which is a little bit newer. I want to watch that show. Yeah, so I watched the first episode, and it was exactly what the trailer advertised like i hate shows that the trailer like gives me an idea about the tone and then like it isn't like that or Mm -hmm. that's just like misleading i feel like i was perfectly led with this trailer the trailer the show they match up it's exactly what i expected it's exactly what i wanted 
And, you know, it does fill a kind of like True Blood-esque void. Mm. I wouldn't say it truly like gets to True Blood's level or like meets the same tone. Well, True Blood was on what, HBO or something? Exactly. So. So it's just like a slightly different kind of like vibe, but the tone is rather similar. It's like True Blood light. I would say. Oh. So I, I think it's I, it's a good show. It was very engaging. It definitely, like, within the first five or ten minutes, I was like, I like the show. I'm going to keep watching. Like, I knew very quickly. I definitely want to watch that show. I probably won't until it's all over, though. And that's, and that's who you are. No yes. bigs. It is who I am. But, yeah, so I had quite a lot of hits this week. I didn't have any misses. I don't think you had I any misses. I didn't either because I don't really – actually, maybe Shadowhunters was a miss this week just because it was so boring. So <laughs> I'll okay. just say that. I'll say that was a miss for me. All right. So that's my only miss, though. Cool, cool. Well, I guess that you should edit out that cool, cool. It's <laughs> embarrassing for you. Um, anyway, if anybody wants to chat with us about anything like me talking about taboo, um, you can hit us up on Twitter at popchat underscore podcast. Or you can email us at popchat at yahoo.com um yeah either one of those works you can send in questions comments topics what you i want really to want about. is just a friend to talk about taboo with me. <laughs> julia really wants a taboo friend i really do so because all my friends have abandoned me so i'm just alone watching taboo in the darkness of my room like a loser <laughs> i need a friend please okay all right. Um, also, you know, just a reminder, like you can find this podcast on SoundCloud. You can also find it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Download it. Listen to it, you know, at work, in the car, whatever you want. Um, yeah. Like rate, review, comment. Do whatever you want. Let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Appreciate it always. Uh, See you next week. Yeah, have a great week. Bye.